0: Hello, it is your host, Icy Walker and this is grow through where we discuss the intersection of faith family and single life this particular episode we will be discussing motherhood now I have a very special guest here today but before I introduce her what I would love to do firstly is thank you guys so much for the love and support so what I would like to do firstly is thank you guys so much for the love and support you guys have been awesome at encouraging me to continue on and you've been listening in I I see your views see what you're doing and I just I appreciate it so much so um so without further uh, further ado what I would love to do is introduce this very awesome 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 lady yo mama ain't my mama this is the best lady in the whole wide world Miss Ernestine Williams how are you doing today Miss Ernestine I'm blessed you're blessed now let me tell y'all tell you guys my mom is from the same city I'm from, and I told y'all we have a twang, and this is my mom coming hardcore with the southern twang. So, don't y'all be saying nothing about my mama twang, all right? All right, now that we got that under control, tell us a little bit about yourself, Miss Ernestine. Well, as y'all know,
1: once again, my name is Ernestine Williams. I'm a mother of six, I have five sons and one daughter. I'm married, I've been married for um 26 years, but I've been with my husband for 40 years. Um, I worked in the corporate world for over 30 some years in the manager area Uh, so I decided two years ago to go ahead and retire so I retired to go on some adventures that I wanted to do for myself something I had been longing to do For years you know but as my family grew up and got older and they moved out the house and they're on their own so then it gave me my quality time for myself and so what I've been doing thus far is um, I've been working on decorating I love decorating I love pretty things I love shiny things tinkly things and so I try to incorporate that into the decorations and stuff that I I do so I'm working as becoming an event planner
0: Well, she's already an event planner, guys. Um, And if you've attended any of the programs that I've thrown or I've hosted for not only my organization but other organizations, you will see uh, some of her decorations primarily at mine because I am in total, total support of what my mom is doing right now, taking some time for herself. She's raised a billion children and so it is important that she follows her dreams and i'm here to support right i'm just here to support i um, mean i have a grow through which hosts its own events and my mom just recently came in february and did our vision board party and even the um the lady who was over the the space she was like oh goodness let me come grab my camera i didn't know that you were gonna do it up like this so this year we ended up getting a lot more donations to make the event space a lot better and my mom came through with the glaze and just you know she she made it happen really pretty stuff um, so without I mean uh, to move on so question uh, what is motherhood to you
1: motherhood is remembering that you're not by yourself anymore that you have a responsibility to others so you can't be all about yourself you have to learn to share what you have so being a mother is not an easy job it's a loving job it's a patient job it teaches you a lot of patience because you need it in order to raise your family but it also gives you time to instill good quality into your kids taking the time out with them showing them even when they do wrong you know you don't wanna chastise them or what have you in the way that you discipline your your kids but you do need to discipline your kids motherhood stands for a lot you know motherhood is the foundation of the family so when you become a mother you have to give yourself you have to give yourself you have to give to your kids you have to give to your husband you have to give to your household you have to do whatever it takes in order for to make life enjoyable in your home
0: So what has been like the biggest struggle about motherhood? Like what what what's the biggest struggle?
1: Well, one of the biggest struggles for me in motherhood was not being able to be with my kids on a daily basis because I had to work, you know, and this is a day in time, you know, it takes two. So I got, I had to get out there and do what I had to do and to make it good for my kids, you know, because I wanted my kids to enjoy life, grow up a certain way, you know, in order for that to happen, you have to, you have to work. You know, so that part of it, you know, I kind of missed out on that. You know, I would have loved to be at home to raise my kids, you know, old school style. But unfortunately, that wasn't the road that I had to take. But I'm grateful for what I have.
0: Um. So in in the struggle for in, in the struggle of raising your kids, like what what personally have you learned? Like self-development wise, like what what grew in you? to kind of work through that struggle?
1: Well, for one thing, I had to learn patience. And I knew that everything wasn't gonna just come to me easily because you know, when you're single, you can get out there and you can make it happen. But when you have others that you have to take care of, it gives you a look at life, so to say, that you have to give yourself. You have to give your time. You know, you just have to give what's in you in order for to make a life for your children, for your family.
0: So, would you consider yourself an expert at motherhood? Why or why not? Well, I'm going to tell
1: you like this. I don't consider myself an expert because every day we learn something new. No matter if they're young or as they get older. So, you, you can never be an expert at, at raising your children or even as, grown, as they become grown-ups. You can't be an expert uh, experts because every day there's something different. There's things that you're going to learn. You know, There's going to be new things that come up on you that haven't came up on you before. So how do you deal with that? So no, I am nowhere near a uh, expert.
0: Nowhere near an expert. So what do you think about some of these people that literally can write a book? Can you write a book on motherhood? Oh, I can definitely write a book <laughs> on motherhood.
1: I can definitely write a book on motherhood. Um, but you just have to be honest. Don't blow it up to be something that it's not. You know, if you had you had your struggles along the way, you know, be a woman and say, I struggled. You know, and I had some times when I struggled with my children, but I didn't give up. The main key is to don't give up, to keep pushing forward, to keep striving. And and things that happened, doors were open and you'd be surprised what'll come at you at the time that you need it the most. And you don't think that you're going to, it's going to happen, but somehow it happens.
0: Okay. So I know, and I told you this, that I wanted to ask questions about like my birth, but before we get into my birth, what I want to ask the question is, what I want to ask is like, how were, how was it raising like six kids? Like, even for me, like, I think to myself, like, there's no way that I could have that many children. I literally tell people, I think the max that I can have is three, and that's if my husband wants three. Because otherwise, I, I, you know, I just debate life around kids. Like, I debate my life away. So, like, my question is, like, how. How did you do that? Like, how did you do six kids? Can you give us some insight on how you did that? How did you find yourself in that situation where you was raising six children? Well,
1: let me tell you like this. You have to learn to love yourself first before you can love anyone else. And so the six children that I had, that God blessed me with, um, really wasn't a hard job for me for some reason it just came naturally you know I knew what I had to do you know I knew I had to provide I knew I had to take care of my children you know and I had six it didn't seem like I have six I can even give you some you know like I would have company come over to the house and they would be like you don't have any kids and I was oh yeah I have six children they were like where are they I said they're in that room so you know Hanging out, whatever they're doing. They said, I could never tell that you have six kids. I said, well, I do. So so to have six children, just every amount of kids that you have, it's the way that you raise them. It's the way that you train them up to be. You know, you train your kids up the way that you want them to be. And so, you know, when I say that, I can look back on my own childhood and think about the way that my mom and my dad raised me. They raised me up for a certain quality. So... I must do the same for my own kids. And that's what I done.
0: Now you talk about your childhood. Um, you said that you had how many brothers and sisters? Had
1: eight brothers and three sisters. So we had a total of 12 children in the home.
0: Mm. Um. And you said that you were raised fairly well, uh, country lifestyle. Um, tell us a little bit about your childhood and how your childhood kind of brought you into motherhood?
1: Well, my childhood, I would say that I had an a awesome childhood. You know, as children, you know, we don't look at it like that. But as you get, get grown, then you realize the privileges and the things that you had. You know, you thought it wasn't nothing, but as you grow up, you see that it was. Well, my dad was a rice farmer. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom for most of our childhood. I think she went to work when we were in high school. But as for growing up as a child, I love the country. I as a matter of fact, I live in the country as of today.
0: She does. Um
1: mm-hmm. I love it. I love the chickens, the whatever. You she know. really
0: do love chickens.
1: I, I love I love the country life. And I think by my dad and my mom being the, the people that they were and they raised us in the country, what well, it allowed me to step back and look at the world from not being in the city, if you can understand what I'm saying, I didn't have all these, every corner was a store, or there was a refinery in the backyard, you know, we had clean air to breathe, you know, we had green grass, it wasn't brown, you know, and I just enjoyed it, you know, it it made me, it it planted something in me that that made me the person that I am today, and I have no regrets about my childhood life, I love it. It instilled in me to be the person that I am today
0: your childhood kind of transferred into your motherhood or your style of mothering because i do remember um as a kid and i i mentioned this in the first podcast you know like riding our pig charlotte and uh riding the horses and ducks and geese and cow poop and I just remember, I just remember all of that. I remember at one point we lived next door to a field or some sort, sort, and there was like cows in the next door, in the field next door. So I do, I do remember uh, being a part of the country upbringing and then having it come kind of full circle again in my adult life. It is definitely something that I personally, appreciate that you've done that you and my dad have done um kind of bringing this full circle because when i leave from austin and i come to to winnie um i'm able to like really appreciate more the green grass the simplicity of life i I can just appreciate it a lot more because i know what it what it is because i haven't had it in austin and granted i do live in a suburb now so it's still kind of in that country feeling but there is nothing like walking outside and the moon is the only light like there's nothing like that and so i do appreciate that um the the childhood that i've had uh as i kind of reflect over my my life because it definitely brought me closer to earth it brought me uh the very i guess to say the the brain that i have to explore things uh comes out a lot because I had such a such a crazy childhood wrapped around the outdoors and animals. So I appreciate that. Um, so another question that I have is about birth and particularly my birth. Could you explain the story of the birth? And by the way, I don't all the way know this story. So if you can be as descriptive as you can explaining the birth of Icy Walker.
1: Well, to start with, I'd already had the two sons, her two older brothers, and I wanted a daughter. And so, I did get on my knees and I prayed and I asked God to give me a daughter. Now, did the dream come come true? Yes, it did. So, I ended up being pregnant with my daughter, Icy. And with her pregnancy, I was always active. So, you know, I was like playing volleyball. I was... Get up early in the morning and I would go walking. And I did all kinds of activities while I was pregnant with her. But my main thing was I loved to play volleyball. I would fall. I would roll on my stomach. I would just do, I was just clumsy. But I played volleyball and I was good at it. So my doctor literally had to tell me, if I catch you out there again (laughs) at that volleyball goal, me and you going to fight. So, check this out. In my ninth month, I had to stop playing volleyball. I played volleyball all the, all the nine months that I was pregnant with my daughter, Icy. So, it came the time when I went into labor with her. I really didn't know I was in labor because compared to the contractions that I had before with my two sons, these contractions were a lot different. So when I realized that I was having contractions, I went to the hospital and I checked this out. This was really this was really a, a frightful thing for me when I got ready to have Icy. When I made it to the hospital, the nurse was in. She was fixing to hook me up to the IVs and stuff. She, so she walked out the room to go do something. What she went to go do, I don't know. But by the time she came back in, I had already dilated to the max. So it was time for me to have icy no doctor in the room it was just me and the nurse so ladies now you already know the pain is kicking so there was no time for pain medicine so then i had to be a big girl and i had to have my daughter so i'm not gonna go into the details of all that (laughs) happened but i tell you what i I birthed her, just me and the nurse in the room, and it was just straight hand action, ladies, if you know what I mean. So here comes Icy. (laughs) Icy weighed five pounds even. She was the smallest um, baby that I had thus far. So she was five pounds and had the biggest mouth that any baby in a nursery had the nurses would come to the room with her and they loved her they had spoiled her you know and then when you're in the hospital there is rocking chairs in the nurseries and the nurses do spoil your children so don't think when you get home that your baby is not spoiled they are already spoiled when they leave the hospital but they would come in with ice and they would be like this little girl here Everyone could be asleep in the nursery, and she has a cry that wakes up the whole nursery. So, Icy will wake up the whole nursery. So, I'm pretty sure they were glad when she went home, but
0: that is the story of my daughter. And I still got a big mouth. Look at me. I'm just fulfilling purpose left and right. Oh, but there was a story that I do remember. They...
1: Uh had to glue a bow in my head because I had no hair. Oh, yeah. She was bald. <laughs> she was bald. Now, all my sons had hair and my daughter come out bald. I didn't understand it. So, you know, when they brought her to me to take her home, you know, I looked at that bow. I'm like, no, they didn't. They they glued a bow to my daughter's head. <laughs> to her head. Do you hear me? She had, she had a little hair. She wasn't like bald, bald. She had some little spikes up in there. Oh, her. no. But they, they did yeah they did that a blue bow a blue bow that a blue bow oh geez they thought i was a boy too but a blue bow no i just was getting her excited it was pink okay cool
0: <laughs> all right cool all right so i really do i've never heard that story all the way through i've just heard bits and pieces of it but thank you ma i appreciate you telling me that all right so the next question that we have is about legacy now this station is about faith family and single life and these are all the components that kind of lead up into generational wealth generational spirit generational endeavors generational legacy just legacy period um and so the question is what or how do you create legacy as a mom like how, how do you create legacy and what what is legacy to you
1: Legacy to me is leaving something behind that's a part of you, that will be instilled into your children, your family, something that will keep going on for years. I know one of the things I like to do is cooking, so um, I want someone to really pick up that and run with that. But the main thing I like about a legacy is, is, is the love, it's the time that you spend with your family and your friends and just leaving a part of you behind you know something like what puts you apart what sets you apart from someone else you know I want to be known as a person that I know that my mom loved people she gave her best she always tried to instill good qualities in 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 her surroundings and the people that she meet you know and letting them know that what love is because you know you can go through a A day and no one tells you that they love you or show you no kind of um what's the word I'm looking for show show you no kind of emotions or what you know you know just just telling someone that you love them can change somebody's life you know just that I I just want the love to keep going
0: the legacy of love
1: right Right. The right. legacy of love. The legacy of love. OK, Mama, I hear I love, you. I love people.
0: Alright, I like that. The legacy of love. I'm going to, have to write that one down. That's good, ma. Alright, so this brings us to our next question of uh, creating legacy. Uh, planned versus unplanned families. I know you have a little experience in that. And so, um, we have some listeners who are starting off families. They are single, like myself. And they just want as much wisdom. They can pick up. They can squeeze in. They can glean from... Anyone that has some wisdom. And I think that you are definitely an expert in this area um, when we talk about raising families. So, well, I will start off with
1: on plan first. If it's on plan, don't let it get you down. Strive to do the best. You know, even um, you may not be ready for it, but it's ready for you so i just think that you just have to continue to be the person that you are and remember that it is not all about you anymore that you have someone else that's coming in to your life that's gonna make your life much greater you know and you just take it by day by day now if it's planned you really think you got it planned but let me tell you about planned plan ain't always like your plan <laughs> You know, because anything could come in between a plan and mess up a plan. And we've all been there and done that. So, but on on the plan part, because I tried to plan too, you know, you're ready for it and you plan for it, but you just got to remember, you're still going to have obstacles that come in between your plans. So you just have to be ready.
0: So yeah. do you, do you believe in like, you know, love, then marriage, then baby carriage or... How do you kind of see relationships like
1: Well, I believe in that, but you know, in the real world we don't get it in that order. You know, I would love for it to be in that order, but you know, just talking straightforward, sometimes the carriage may come before the marriage, you know, but you may good at it. Because my the carriage came before my marriage, but I hung in there and I did what I had to do in order for it to take care of my child, which became number one at that time. And then so the marriage Follow, but you do have to have love. You don't want a carriage without love. Um, so you definitely have to have love, but it may, may not necessarily come in that order: love, marriage, and the carriage. But you definitely, I think, love should come first. By all means, necessary love should be the number one factor, and the and the other part, it'll it'll work itself out.
0: So then I have a question. So uh, some of my listeners, as I've already said, are single. Uh, We have some young women who tune in. We have some young men who tune in. We have unmarried couples that tune in. What do you have to say? I mean, for the most part, what do you have to say about single life um, in regards to living single um, as opposed to desiring to be married or looking for marriage. What do you have to say for the single people out there?
1: Well, I can, I can tell you this, being single can be a plus because it, it gives you time to focus on just you and knowing you and learning you. And if you know you and you're learning you, then when someone comes in front of you, uh, uh, a partner or someone that you're liking, You'll learn to share yourself. You can't. You won't be selfish. You. You know what I'm saying? Because you're gonna understand because you've been by yourself for this a long period of time, and now you want to take on a, a partner, or husband, or what have you. Then you'll learn to share yourself as a single person. Because I was single too. So I definitely understand that. But if you want somebody to be part of your single life, you gotta make sure that you're right as a single person. It it has to be give and take. It can't be just about you. You have to share it.
0: So what in single in in singleness should I, I remember you telling me to have fun. Like I do remember you telling me that, like I see have fun. What advice or do you have any more advice around like, especially where I am right now, um, what advice would you give to someone who's where I am right now in life, closer to 30s than they are to 20s, um, they're single and they're just living single life. Like what would you be, tell, what would you be, what would you tell them? Well, I think it's awesome to be single.
1: You know, and, and to be at that age, whatever you do, don't look at it as an age factor or the your your age, because you know when love come, loves come no matter what your age. Um, I think at that time you are more mature, so when love do come at you, you'll handle it better. You know, you'll you'll learn to give and take, you'll learn when to say and when not to say, you'll learn to share, and then in uh, the other hand, when you wouldn't share. You know, you'll learn to share share yourself, but you but you'll have a standard. You'll have a wall that says, you know, well, I'm not gonna allow myself to go there. I'm not gonna allow myself to do that. So, when you
0: say share, you know, my mind goes straight to sex. Like, what do you mean? I'm not talking about sex. <laughs> you keep saying share. I was like, share share myself. Sharing
1: share. sharing does not. Always means sex. Okay. Sharing yourself is like what you feel, what you think. What do you think life should be? What do you want to be from now? You know, a year from now. If this is some if this is a person that you're looking at, you know, what a, um, what do I need to instill in this person or what do I need to let this person know about me? That's what I mean, share me. Sharing, sharing mean open up yourself and allow somebody to understand you, not on a sexual level because if that's because if it's going to be love, well, that's going to come automatic. But you want to them to know you before they know you that way.
0: Gotcha and that makes total sense. So this has been awesome. I'm glad that we've been able to chit chat about motherhood and single life and All this awesome stuff of growing up and I guess just living life. I guess this is life the circle of life Um, and by this time, we'll we will actually have a baby One of my brothers is having his first child Um, and as we kind of talked about legacy earlier today I guess this is like the the circle of life about it all. How many grandchildren do you have? Well
1: my biological grandkids this would make my third but being married to my husband and counting all of those grandkids that I have too that would give us a total of 13 grandkids
0: did you imagine you being able to look at your life in this way like as you look over your life grandkids and having kids and well you know when you're like you
1: know two years younger than I am you know you think back and you don't really think about the history you 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 don't think about the future you know that you your kids is going to be having kids and all that. You really don't think about that, but when it when it does happen, begins to happen to you, it wakes up something in you. But I can tell you one thing: it is a beautiful experience to be a grandparent.
0: What has been the best part about being a grandkid? I mean, a grandparent?
1: I get to spoil them and send them home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> get to
1: spoil them and send them home. You know, and you fill them up with candy and chocolate and everything, and you,
0: and you just wait for the parents to come so they can climb the walls on them. I understand that, because that is definitely something that they, my parents do. Like, the candy, the all of that. I mean, jeez. I mean, stuff, you know, for real, though, it be stuff like I see that the grandkids be getting, and I be thinking to myself sometime, sometime like, well, where was that when I was a kid? Or why I didn't have that when I was a kid? But... I guess in some instances, it is this idea of you spoiling.
1: And I also think that when you're raising your own kids, you don't look at it like uh, as a grandparent, you know, because as a grandparent, you see a different life because you're more, you, you're more mature and the things, you know, when you're raising your kids, you want to make sure that you're raising them right. But then when your grandkids come, I don't know, it just does something to your heart. Because you see your kids and your grandkids, and then you have this uh, certain love that that it just makes you light on your feet, and you just want to give them the world.
0: That's good, mom. That's real good. So as we wrap up, you are the first to experience um, the show's final questions, or I guess the final thoughts. Um, and so these are three questions that I feel like kind of sum up what grow through is and how we kind of function. Uh, the first question is, what's your vision? And you're going to do it. All of these are kind of short answered questions. Uh, the first question is, what is your vision?
1: My vision is to leave a legacy behind for my children and for them to be able to grow as I did. Have families.
0: And love them. What book are you reading right now?
1: Well, right now I'm reading a uh, book of prayers for couples, and it was written by Stormy O'Martin, and um, it's a really nice book. It um, I like it because it doesn't just talk about one partner; it talks it talks about both partners.
0: All right, so you've been uh, low key learning extra about couples for this show. I appreciate that. How do you inspire the masses So these are questions that I came up with That I would want Any guest on this show has to give They gotta answer these questions before they go So how do you Inspire the masses How do you inspire people By
1: the way that I carry myself The knowledge That I've ha- I have I'm not afraid to give it You know some people can have so much knowledge And they don't want to share But you know uh, sharing is knowledge if you want someone to grow like you grew or you want someone to know the things that you didn't know when you were growing up and there was no mentor and no one in their life to to give them what they're asking for so why not share the knowledge because knowledge is power
0: wise words from the one and only sugar mama in my life Miss Ernestine Williams I want to thank you again for tuning in again I will leave all of her social media accounts uh, along with mine uh, so that way you can more readily get in contact with her Um, and i just wanted to thank you guys for listening in and tuning in to grow through where we discuss the intersection between faith family and single life this is your host icy walker and in the meantime in between time be blessed be inspired have a great day and happy mother's day bye guys